1: Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind of wear Show and welcome. Now, I know a lot of you are in leadership by choice. And I know a lot of you are stepping into leadership more and more trying to to figure out what it means to be a leader. Maybe when you first started your business you didn't think you'd have to play such a leadership role and suddenly it's like oh my gosh now i'm here and what do i do well i have a great guest for us today i'm here speaking with keynote leadership speaker he does motivational and leadership speaking mark villarreal and he is going to talk to us about servant leadership hi mark welcome
0: hey thanks for having me thanks hello audience
1: it's so good to have you here. So maybe let's start with a definition like what is servant leadership?
0: Well, I mean, that's a great question. I think servant leadership defined is where you understand as a leader that you focus on the success of your people and what their goals are. And when you put make them the focus, your success will come naturally. And that's a trust thing that you have to do as well because if their goals roll up to match what your goals are, and in a business they should, then when you focus on their success, yours will definitely come natural.
1: It kind of reminds me a little bit of that Zig Ziglar quote, right? Is that success comes from helping another people. Wasn't it Zig that said that? Do you know what I mean? Like success, when you help enough other people get what they want, then you get what you want. Is that right?
0: Yeah, Zig Ziglar was a great one, and John Maxwell is another one, too, that talks about servant leadership. He said, you can't go wrong when you're out there helping people. And you help enough people that you'll just be surprised on how successful you've become. And, and that, that works. And I had instances that have led me to it. Uh, I've been in business for 35 years. And early on, I was terminated when I was 20 years old uh, in a, a business where I, my focus was incorrect. And it was that that taught me that led me to the book called My One-Minute Manager That changed my life. So there was one stage, and I had different stages in my life that had that effect on me. But the first thing the one minute manager talks is about catching people doing something right. And then, you know, and then it talks about the one minute reprimand. So, but it really talks about how to earn the trust of your people. So from that point forward, I became a one minute manager. And then my success started building from there. And then I had other circumstances that then built from there. And then things that I put into it that helped me build my
1: So, actually, you made a comment that I want to learn a little bit more about. You said, I was doing it completely the wrong way. Tell me a little bit more about that. When you were doing leadership before and you got fired, what do you think specifically you were doing wrong?
0: Well, there are several things. And the biggest thing I preach right now, and I repeat myself constantly, is first making sure in any organization that you focus and you build inclusively your values and your principles. And then everything else built upon that, uh, your mission, your vision, strategic plans, initiatives, you know, roadmaps to success always have to point back to that. And your people have to as well. So early on, uh, I was in a situation when I was 20 years old, but the average age of the people that were working for me were 35 and above. So it was a little intimidating as well, but I worked hard on trying to win them over, sacrificing the values and the principles. And I, you know, I had some people that, uh, I say misery loves company, so they're, they would spread you know, misery and complain, and I, uh, because they were good workers, I tried to win them over. And when I got terminated, this culture suffered. The next manager that came in had much more experience, and the first thing he did was lay down the values and the principles. Uh, he gave those uh, people that were complainers an opportunity to change their behavior, and actually he terminated three of them that didn't change their behaviors, even though they were good workers. And it was an eye-opening moment. Uh, Fortunately, it happened very young in my career.
1: That is really fortunate to get it so young. And frankly, you know, at 20, what are you going to do? But have those learning moments, right? Like we're all just trying to figure it out then. And it's interesting because what I hear you saying then is that, the way that uh, what you learned is you learned that rather than you as a leader adapting to the people around you, your job as a leader is to define the core values culturally for your organization, and then other people either fit with those or they don't be willing to let people go who don't. Is that is that kind of what you're saying?
0: Absolutely. And when I consult and coach, we teach how you build those core values and that inclusively with your people's input. But it's important. Martin Luther King used to say that leadership is not a builder of consensus. consensus. It's a molder of consensus. So it's not like everyone gets their fair share. It's Look, we're building this. We want you to be a part of it. Please give me your input and feedback. However, it's my job as a leader to finally mold that and define what we think that's going to be best for our business. What's important, though, too, is, and my mom was my best leadership coach growing up. She would tell me that values are what you live by. And principles are what you stand on. So the the principles are when your values become automatic, and that's what is important as a leader. And too many times that's where I see where leaders trip themselves up because they sacrifice a value for quick gain, and that starts getting noticed by their people.
1: Yeah. And I couldn't agree with you more that, you know, that is your job as a leader. Your job as a lead, leader is to define the culture. It's your job to do that. And to to be the whole point of being a leader is to be guiding, guiding what the culture is. So I, I think you're absolutely right. And frankly, myself, too, if I had to do it over again, I think that that's the lesson I would have wanted to have learned quicker is that it was my responsibility to step up and lead, you know, instead of feeling like, um, oh, well, what do we all want to do? You know, you sometimes you have to step up into it, right?
0: Exactly. Well, I'm I a firm believer that people, so they're looking for leadership, whether they know it or not, but when they, when there's a leader that sets up naturally, they start following it. A leader doesn't have to be a manager, and I would say not all managers are leaders out there. You know, that servant leadership, one, you start, uh, servant leadership also defines that you lead with humility. You realize that you learn from others. You realize that, It's better for you to show how genuine you are, that you don't change when you became an, when you were an employee and become a manager, that you're in a leadership role. It's, uh, people, my mom used to say speak from the heart. So, people know you gotta make tough decisions, understand these things. And, but leadership is about earning trust, not just, hey, I'm in this role, give me trust. You earn it and you sustain it, because culture is about culture building it from the top down, and then, if you do that correctly, then it's also built from the bottom up because it's inclusive. And that's when you generate that great culture that last, that is long-lasting for ultimate results.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. And I want to repeat what you said there, because I think it's important. Culture is built from the top down. And when you do it right, it also comes from the bottom up, like it ends up being kind of permeated throughout everything. And I want to come back to this idea of trust. I think it's really important because you said it a few times about how to earn the trust. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to check in with our Facebook audience. For those of you that don't know, we are broadcasting here live on Facebook every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So you can stop on by and uh, comment and ask questions of whoever we're interviewing before it goes on the iTunes podcast. So that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to check in with our Facebook peeps. And when I come back, I'm going to ask Mark, how do you earn trust? How? I'm here with Mark Villarreal, I'm Dana Wilde with the Mind Aware Show. We'll be right back. What's going on with you? You seem so up all the time, and your business is on fire. What are you doing?
0: I started Train Your Brain You. It's the only program for entrepreneurs that addresses mindset and business growth strategies. The idea behind the program is that when you feel good, you act great, and it's awesome. You can check it out at trainyourbrainyou.com. And that's TrainYourBrainU, the letter U,
1: Is it expensive? Seriously, it's like you're a whole different person.
0: It's only a dollar a day, and you get all the latest tools to help you stay positive and grow your business. You would love it.
1: Where do I go again?
0: TrainYourBrainU, dot com. That's TrainYourBrainU, the letter U, dot com. Check it out today.
1: Hello everyone, this is Dana Wild with the Mind of Aware Show and welcome back. You know, we're having a really good discussion about leadership and specifically servant leadership with Mark Villarreal. And actually, I don't think I gave you his website. Now, I think you should head over there and take a look. I'm going to spell his name. as M-A-R-K-V like Victor, I-L-L-A-R-E-A-L. Villa Real. Although we've been we've been debating the many pronunciations. <laughs> he started out in like, California, and they told you one way, right? And then Texas, everybody's got a whole different idea. <laughs> I bet you do, uh, but do check out his website, markvillareal.com. If you want to learn about leadership, if you're looking for your next keynote speaker or you want somebody who specifically can speak motivationally about leadership, very strong expertise in women in leadership too, so I thought that was really interesting. One of the things we've been talking about before the break is we were talking about how do you lead? You know, because I think sometimes people think leadership is a, a list of tasks that you do or something like I'm the guy who runs the meetings. And I think where people miss the boat when it comes to leadership is first, what you touched on before the break, which is that leadership is about creating the culture. And it's about having core values and principles that you operate on. But the other piece you brought is leadership is about earning the trust of your people. So Give us some advice on that. How do you think you earn people's trust?
0: Well, first of all, it's daily, and it's constant. So great leaders repeat themselves. I used to have something on my wall that says, until your people start mocking you, you haven't said your message enough. So uh, so first of all, uh, leadership is, uh, I start with the values and principles and making sure that I lead with humility first, because I'm human, I may mess up on a value. And, but if I do, I need to catch myself and say, you know what? I apologize. I had a value of respect, and I uh, I showed a little anger there, and that's not what I'd like to do. So treat everyone as a ten. That's one thing. Another listen from my mom. So, but then second is communicate, and this is big with the millennials today because I get a lot of questions on them. It's uh, my mom was real big, and so I worked in leadership that I explained here's what we're doing and here's why, here's this, here's the results that we're looking at. But instead of having the long-term goals, which we do, I teach in leadership that you build milestones, so a roadmap to success, I call it. If I'm traveling from the Smoky Mountains to San Antonio, uh, I don't want to just celebrate when I get to San Antonio. I want to say we hit Nashville in three hours. We're right on pace, so we're able to measure, and so they're able to see, and they're able to follow. Uh, I do some things, and I recommend things that some used to consider taboo, so I want to understand what Uh, as much as possible, what are your personal goals as well as your professional goals? Because I want to help to show how we can help you on your professional goals, obtain your personal goals. And, and, you know, I I used to have people, if you want to go to Hawaii and that's just the personal goal, hang up a picture of Hawaii at your desk and then we'll celebrate when you get there. But then I'm not afraid to be personal as well. When I used to take over a new business or a new team. I would stay late, get there early, ask them about, hey, how's your family, learn about their baseball games. And that's where my mom used to say, speak from the heart, show them that you're genuine, because I've had times where I've had to lay off people and I've had to make difficult decisions. But most of all, I always tell them, look, I need to have your best interest at heart. So focusing on your success, sometimes I have to confront issues. Confrontation is a benefit. doesn't mean I'm going to be argumentative. It means that when something occurs, we need to confront it because i owe you that and i need to show you through leadership where i need to correct you where i need to advance you and those things because your success is so important to me.
1: you're saying as long as it comes from a place of caring people don't mind you know they want because they can tell that you love and care about them regardless
0: absolutely it, you know I, I can tell you that i get so many questions i mentioned millennials and when i'm doing consulting and i that seems to be a hot topic right now. I said, well, millennials want to go job to job. And I said, because you haven't shown them what a career is. And then and, and so, and I consult with that because then it's how you communicate, how you how you make them inclusive. and But most of all, how you show career lattices of, look, if you come in and you do this and you give me 110% each day, we'll do everything to advance your career. And here are the opportunities that you have. You know, I, I do that with diversity coaching. Uh, in, in you know, the speech when we talk about women in leadership. Women in leadership and building diversity isn't just, oh, I hired my quota or here's this. It's how you build that into your culture to where everyone actually does have a fair shot to grow. And so they need to see, see it visibly. They need to see the career lattices because that's when the accountability comes in. Self-accountability is well, accountability to the person that says they want to grow.
1: Well, yeah. we showed you
0: what you can do to grow. How can I help you get there? And then here are the lattices and with, with your growth power. But diversity actually brings more innovation into your organization, better decision-making, you know, and it really builds for a strong long-term culture as well.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. And I want to go back to this very first thing you said, because I think it was really important, which is that lead with humility first. So I think that's part of the culture that you're talking about. You mentioned I have a value of respect, you know, so you were immediately saying, like, I'm – doing this or I'm having this conversation with you or I'm busting myself on this because we all know this is part of our culture. We use that terminology here. We always talk about busting ourselves, you know? And, and I I like that because when you do that, then people see that you're also on the path as well, which is, which is really awesome because they want to be with you on the path. They don't want to be like, you're, you're perfect and they're not. Before we say goodbye, because you know, Mark, I could just sit and talk about this all day long, but I want to make sure, is there anything that you want to give for parting advice? Let's say somebody is listening right now, and maybe they're new to leadership, or they're trying to really step into it more fully. Is there any advice you can give them about how to embrace it more, or step up into leadership more fully? Yeah,
0: well, you know, one of my books is leadership lessons from mom, mom, and there's 40 lessons in there that whatever I'm growing up, really transfers and to the business and my mom used to say, did you do something that mattered today? And so with that mindset is go out and can you do something that matters for somebody because then uh, it generates that you say, wow, that really works. You know, one minute manager where it says, catch people doing something right. Didn't say that only because it sounded good. It's because it's effective. And so if you go out and how can I do something that matters today for each individual, for this person, then you start opening your mindset. Uh, Another lesson in there is called, your ego is not your ego. And uh, (laughs) so understand that it's not about you. It's about others. And when you really do that, you will actually become a stronger coach than others that are out there.
1: Your mom sounds super smart. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a really good book. We love that. It's no wonder you've got so much good information about women because she sounds like a powerful leader. I love it. We Thank you so much for being here, Mark. This was just awesome.
0: Well, thank you for having me. and
1: It's been great. Mark Villarreal, everybody. You can check him out at markvillareal.com. That's M-A-R-K-V like Victor, dot lcom If you go to the resources tab, you're going to see that you can actually get, he's talking about these books, you can get uh, free chapters, so you can check out the books for my favorite price, which is free, right? Remember, he's an awesome keynote speaker, speaks about leadership, leadership of women. Really good to have him here and really good to have you here because we are figuring this out together, aren't we? You know, sometimes we make these transitions in our lives and we have to step into different roles and nobody knows what they're doing when they first do it. We all have to figure it out. Sometimes you get fired like Mark did and you learn the Lesson that way, but sometimes you just take those baby steps and you step right into it. So, as you're stepping more and more into your celebrity and as you're stepping more and more into leadership, just know it's okay to bust yourself. And in fact, that's the best way to be a leader. Lead with your humility, be a servant, be invested and genuinely interested in others and their success. And that's going to carry you all the way. The rest of it, you'll figure it out as you go along. But take that baby step today. And we'll see you next time on The Mind Aware. There's nothing quite like it being around. Say it over and over and over again because it makes me so happy to have something that right.
0: Stop, cancel, clear all my love is here. Stop, cancel, clear all my power is here.
1: Like, oh my God, I was always told never to be selfish. I know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> it's just the little things, right? See you next time on The Mind Aware Show.